Hi, welcome to Startup Out of the Box, a regular podcast about startups with Marco Silva and Vitor Domingos. On this episode, we are going to discuss uh, feedback, uh, how to give and how to receive, but also, uh, and because it's that time of the year that people need to do performance reviews, that uh, joyful thing that uh, people need to do on, on companies. And, um, and welcome back. And today, topics, it's quite uh, serious because I really hate uh, performance reviews. But that's the second part. The first part is, uh, as you, as you, uh, today's topics was pretty much chosen by, by Marco kind of since last year <laughs> because we haven't done this since when was it December, November, something like that? I don't know. No, I think it the was last one, the maybe the first week of January. I think we did something in the first week of January. Was it? Uh, it feels like a year ago. Either way, so feedback. Yeah. Right, feedback, how to give and how to receive feedback if you're running a startup or if you are an employee. Do you have any tips, any ideas that you can share with us? Yeah, so, the, and this comes, okay, uh, like a preparation for the next topic of the performance review. So, what is, like, the feedback? What When we ask for feedback, what we expect and uh, when people want to give, what is it about? So, this is about information about past behavior. That's mm -hmm. a focus on to influence your future behavior. How can we help you in the future? How can you change? Or what do you need to change or, or improve? There's usually like two types of feedback. Um, and I think depending on the culture, we we know one or the other quite well. So the, uh, we have positive reinforcement, but we also have uh, improvement, uh, helping improve by slow steps. The positive mm -hmm. reinforcement, well, we in uh, Latin countries, uh, countries like Portugal, Spain, or Italy, they're quite used to negative, uh, imp negative feedback. I think we used to this from our school times already, where people don't uh, try to tell you what you did right. They kind of like to focus on everything wrong you do in every part of the day and everything you do. Like, and that reflects like in a, a lot of the company culture uh, yes. in some of these countries. It's called the negative reinforcement, right? Yeah. <laughs> you suck uh, at, this, <laughs> at this list of stuff and this is how you need to improve because you sucked at, at everything that you did well, in the past quarter. If they give you a list of, a list of improvements, sure. usually they, they, just, they just give you a list of all the things you suck at yeah. and <laughs> that's it. Because they think oh, by giving you a list of things that you're bad at, um, you're going to be motivated to try to improve it. Yeah. Yes. I'm still trying to figure out what was the psychologist that taught that, taught that at schools and some of those organizations. Mm. But so here comes the thing. What is good feedback? It should be focused. It should be based on a context. It has to be backed by, by reason, not, not emotions. And that's a lot of things. And that's the thing that many people that give feedback forget or... Um, and they start using their emotions to provide feedback and like we say like emotions can cloud your judgment so when you want to give feedback to someone uh, you're one of your employees make sure that you do a list of reasons you understand the context why the why the, you're giving that feedback and those reasons but and then try to make it about personal and put the personal reference into it on the feedback of course in the future hmm. uh, when we're talking about the list of things that you can improve how you can improve things like that like the helping part, then try to put put some personal uh, uh, personal involvement into it, but keep, like I said, feelings and personal stuff outside of the feedback uh, stage. Sure. And one thing that you shouldn't do, that a lot of people do and a lot of companies do, is what people call the sandwich feedback. 
They say, this is something bad you did, this is something awesome you did, and this is something bad you did. Hmm. It's like, yeah, everyone can see that. And that's annoying as hell. Don't do that. Just tell things as they are. Uh, make a list of it, like the bad things, the good things. Don't try to to hide or the, the good thing between bad things and like make they make the person feel good about it. That's you're giving feedback. You're trying to help someone. Just be direct on mm-hmm. it. Don't try to put lipstick on, uh, on top do, of it. Don't don't you think that the feedback should come from more um, kind of uh, one to ones? Um, have those more often within the company rather than just. Uh, at the end of the quarter, just provide a, um, or just try to get feedback because most of the, uh, <laughs> you, 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 on, on kind of the older companies on the older world, you have this, um, this <laughs> approach that when you get to the performance reviews, that's when you provide feedback for the person that is doing the project, or even yeah. when the project ends, it's when you provide feedback back and forth, either to the client or to the team. Um, because most of the teams right now are doing agile development uh, cycles, mm-hmm. more uh, uh, two weeks of cycle of, of, of development, and they're doing the retros, they're doing, well, whatever they do around the, the agile process. It's more easy for them to get feedback from the work that they're doing. But the thing is, that's from, from in terms of the team. Then it comes to your line manager, which then you need to... Um, uh, to provide um, as an employee feedback w- about what you're doing within the project, within the team, uh, but also um, you kind of you, you you need to let your line manager know your expectations for the stuff that you're doing because that's the only way for them to align um, from the line management perspective, mm-hmm. business or project expectations versus your personal expectations, the work that you need to develop, and that's mm-hmm. the, I, I would say that's the hardest part. To achieve on um, whilst running a company, right? Matching those uh, expectations from both sides, mm-hmm. and I think that the points that you just raise around the feedback, it's I, I, my personal opinion is is that they 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 kind of if we drill down, they can come always to that managing expectations, right? Because we can improve um, 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 the way of the, of the of how we can uh, we can um, create a conversation with the employees. But uh, if we start, but then again, that's my, my personal opinion. If if we start to have, uh, uh, as I just mentioned in, in Portugal, we just point out the negatives. We're not improving anything. Actually, yeah. we're just uh, diminishing the, the that person or the project that that, uh, that that person is involved with, and we're not improving anything um, in terms of personal development, in terms of of the company environment or culture. It's just um, it, it gets completely lost. And you think and you can and you can affect your personal relationship with that person and that's something you do you want you don't want to do but yeah. coming to like the the first question like when to give feedback uh the answer is as soon as possible like feedback is specific to a time frame but specific to something that you did so always give feedback as soon as possible don't wait until three months until your next uh, performance review or your next review or even like the one-to-ones like if you uh, understand that you need to give feedback now, give it now. Don't wait until mm-hmm. it's uh, like in the future. Oh yeah, let's talk about something you did three months ago. That's useless by now. So it doesn't help improvement. So give feedback as soon as possible. And don't try to give a list of tasks for as a uh, way to improve. Focus on goals. So. 
as an like given an engineering example, um, you can tell an engineer this line should be blank on the website, or you can tell him we need to improve the the usability of our website. Mm-hmm. The, the the goal might like the solution for improving the usability might be the same thing as make the line blank, but focusing on the goal gives a um, way for the person to think about the solution, think about how they can improve themselves, gives scope uh, uh, on the, well, on the improvement, on, on what the person needs to figure out. Well, if you give a task, it's kind of like micromanaging. You're already telling the person what to do. They're going to do it. They're not going to think about it. And we're going to keep the cycle going and going. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the main ones there. But then I have a, yeah, a note on the second part if my tablet wants to work now, there we go, is when you're receiving feedback, so on the other side, usually two things can happen. One, you can just listen and you finish your conversation and you never think about the feedback again. That happens quite often in a lot of companies because of all the cultural problems that might exist in the company. But this is how you can improve these feedback sessions. Listen actively. Pay attention to what the, what the person is telling you. Understand it's not a personal attack. It's, they're trying to help you. Of course, for some people, yeah, they are trying to attack you. Ignore those. That's a, that's, a different, that's, a, that's a different conversation. But if you don't understand the feedback you're receiving, repeat it back. Ask the person, what do you mean? Can you give me another example? Can you give me a concrete example of what, when that happened or what should I've done? Like Something like that. Take notes. Always take notes of, and the person that's giving the feedback should also give you notes and not just uh, uh, oral feedback. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, follow up. When you receive feedback, you want to show that the person that you care about their feedback, that you, that you paid attention. Even if you hadn't had time to work on the feedback that they gave you, just follow up like a week or two weeks or sometime later and say, hey, like uh, once we last spoke, uh, it's time ago you gave me this feedback. Um, I haven't had time to work on it, but uh, I have kind of like a plan. What do you think about this? Uh, just to show them that you're paying attention and you care about that. Because that also yeah. will make the person that's giving you the feedback valued in this relationship and they will want to continue to help you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like an important thing that I think most of us forget to do. And rather, yes. I acknowledge on my side also. So. Yes, we do. Yeah. But well, like on um, your side, yeah. when you're giving feedback now, because um, you're now in a higher position, how do you manage the, the, that, uh, that relationship between the, the, their, their employees or the manager of your employees? Because you're kind of like a manager of managers at this time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, to be honest, I providing feedback without context it really sucks uh which means that if you are new into uh into the company there's a lot of context that you actually you don't know so the, I, I would say that um if you're joining a, a new company you need to understand the context you need to understand people's expectations before you actually provide any mm-hmm. sorts of feedback the most uh, normal feedback that i usually provide is the one that i get from customers uh, I talk to them, um, I get their um, their input regarding the project that we are developing, and then I relay that in some sort of a way to the team um, in, a, in a constructive and positive manner. It's not like, well, you did something wrong in this project, now we need to fix it. No, it's just, 
well, there's something that we need to improve and this is how can we improve and let's kind of have a conversation with uh, between the team so that we can put some solutions back to, uh, to our customers. So it's a kind of a iterative process that we, that we do with them. That's usually the feedback I provide. The moment I have, I'm, I, I can understand individual expectations uh, in terms of career development or, um, or knowledge or experience, then I can align the feedback that I, can, I want to provide to that person specifically because, um, as I said, we already, I already know their expectations and I already know either how to met them or how to align them so that they can perform even better. And that, that, that comes, as I said in the beginning, with context, with experience and talking to those um, folks quite often. Uh, right now, I do uh, bi-weekly um, meetings with my with my teams, so that I can listen to them. So I don't I don't um, um, if there's no feedback either from the business or from the customer, I just trying to understand their expectations um, and problems that they're facing with their current work, or um, if they are okay, if they need anything. Afterwards, after I collect um, uh, this kind of um, uh, feedback. I, I can have a better view on on how to achieve uh, things better, and that usually comes out with uh, why well, right. So we're facing these issues for the past weeks, months. How can we improve them? And as as I said, also how can we provide uh, this information back to our customers in a bit in in a way better so that we can improve our work. Then individually, in terms of career, in terms of, of career development, and that's. I would believe the the hardest part because if if you were doing a, a company that provides services, you not I would say that it's really hard to have everyone aligned to their own career. So in terms of um, uh, work management, so imagine that you are aligned, let's say, to Kubernetes, right? Some sort of technology stack, which you you are quite good on it, or and some sort of development language, or you are back end and not front end. It's 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 really hard to get projects, especially if providing services that are always aligned to your individual expectations, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I just want to do backend in X Y Z technology. Uh, it's really hard. You need to be to be quite ambiguous and and and, and more broad in, in terms of uh, of uh, of that kind of expectations. So I would say that in the service company, that's the hardest part, right? Telling someone, well. The work that you're doing now, I know that it's not aligned to what you probably want to achieve right now, but this is how we're going to put a plan to um, uh, get you back to our career development, either with certification, either with internal projects, or moving people between different projects and different customers. That's the hardest part that managers need to do. What I felt from um, previous companies I work with is they, they don't care about that. So you're stuck to a client, you're stuck to a project, if the project lasts for three or four years, period, uh, because you can't be moved. It's even worse if you take a leadership uh, part whilst working with that specific customer, because then mm -hmm. it's really hard to remove that person, which is a key point uh, within that project with, 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 for, for that customer, to remove from that team and put in another one, because obviously the team will get um, uh, will suffer from that. So it's really hard to manage that. Um, but my usually my feedback is pretty much uh, honest to everyone. 
um, in terms of personal development. I don't care about the daily work that they do uh, because we already do this uh, bi-weekly meetings. When I do the performance review then, um, uh, or when I provide feedback, um, let's not get, get into that performance review yet, but when I provide feedback, it's more about the person itself. How can they improve and how can I help listen to them? How can I help in terms of in terms of the personal development the career um, and career path. I think that's the most important, at least for me. Um, I do some of those mistakes that you just mentioned, kind of the, the sandwich thing, right? Yeah. This is what you did good, this is what you did bad. I try to avoid that, but sometimes I think it's kind of a cultural issue. We yeah. usually we go to there because it's it's rather easy to have a list, yeah. right? Exactly, but it's something that people need to uh, need to overcome. And I think that um, with the tools that people have right now, with Slack and all of those online tools that people can provide feedback, it's quite easy to do that to avoid those um, those kind of things. But yeah, feedback right. is not easy to give and it's not easy to receive. It's not. It's not um, good. Um, let's go in then to uh, the second topic, which is performance reviews. And as I said in the beginning of this um, uh, of the show, this is the, the time of the year. Around uh, if it depends if your company do performance reviews each quarter, or um, it, it do that in a, in a early early basis. Um, it means that about. Uh, this time you need to do perform you need to do those performance reviews probably already did that back in december hopefully if you don't you're already late uh but uh some of them start in the beginning of yeah. the year because they they, they finished the last year or the quarter ends mm -hmm. around uh, about this time february march so they they need the, the fiscal year that's it they need to perform the um, the performance reviews now so the, the issue my issue with performance reviews and 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 to be honest i uh i, I read that um harvard business review article that you just sent me which is quite good around uh, actually it was me the the performance management revolution and it comes from um people or companies moving from accountability to personal development so it's kind of pretty much linked to what we said in the first mm -hmm. part of this episode right so um how can we uh, get all of that uh, feedback or provide feedback, but also put that in a way that we can help people progress with their career instead of just saying, um, having some sort of a scale from one to five, how good did you progress? But most importantly, it's what's the outcome of that? What I face right now is most of the companies, they do performance reviews because they need to give you some company bonus or then you need to progress in your career. You need to move from a junior engineer or senior engineer one to senior engineer two, whatever you got, you have internally in terms of career path. It's not like you work in the, in the public administration that you get promoted because of the years that you are there at the company, right? Every two years you need to, you need to be promoted. That's, that's, that's not, that, that's a really, um, yeah. Like consult, like like, like most consulting companies from a Deloitte, KPMG, yeah. something like that. You progress based on years, years in the company. Unless you did something yeah. really bad, yeah, you know that you will be promoted every year or every two years. So, exactly. Um, I think that in terms of performance review, the challenge here is for the talent team or the HR team, because um, the performance review can be as good as your HR talent uh, team, because either you can have modern tools or you can have different uh, perspectives or different ways of doing performance reviews. 
I would say that um, all of the startups right now, they need to, they, they, they try to use an agile performance review. Usually it's um, how good you were and how good and how can you, you improve. It's not like you're using the language of, well, this is what you did good. This is what you did bad. Mm -hmm. It's, well, you had some uh, plus stuff that we decided that, that it was quite good and, and you're aligned to something. And this is how you need to improve the other parts, which we probably you weren't that good. The problem that I face here in most of the companies that I work for, uh, work for, it's that they don't, usually the performance reviews, the outcome are aligned to um, uh, commercial objectives, right? Did we hit the necessary quota so that you can have your bonus? It's not aligned to your personal development, mm -hmm. as in, did you achieve something in that project? Did you actually help the customer? So I think that there's this kind of mismatch in terms of um, uh, the objectives for the performance versus for the company. Um, so, sorry, personal objectives versus uh, company objectives. Um, and I think that uh, probably the solution is here, here in the middle, right? You need to have a bit of the company goals that you need to contribute to. But most importantly is if you're working with a customer, if you're working with a project is how, um, um, what was your help? How can you uh, progress with that customer, with that project? And, and what was your involvement, involve, involvement within the team? I think that's the most important type, uh, types of metrics that you can bring to these performance reviews. And then obviously if, if you pass uh, the performance review, you should get something out of it, either career progression or some bonus or even moving between different projects. I think that uh, because doing a performance review just for the sake of doing it without any kind of outcome, it's a bit silly, but that's that's my take. What do you think about this? So like, this is how I see a few companies. So we have companies that have nothing and they eventually figure out, oh yeah, people are mad or pissed off. So we should do something. We should talk to this employee or this person and do something about it. Uh, then you have companies that do like the full year performance review. So they only talk and they only give you feedback one time a year. And that's kind of like what we talk, what we're talking about since the beginning. Like, please don't do that because you're going to talk about in January about something that happened in last February. That's not helping anyone. You don't give time for the person to, to improve. Uh, so then you, we move to already the companies that are starting to evolve and where they you still have the yearly performance reviews but they provide feedback in a regular base, uh, be that one-to-ones or every month, uh, like a catch-up. So once you do your performance review, it, like everyone's aligned, like you know what, what, what you've been talking about, you know if you progress. And you, so once you do the performance review, it's more of, okay, this is what we spoke about. It's a summary. This is like where we, where we are now. So uh, can you get a, increase your salary? Can we uh, raise you to a next position? Can we move you to a different team that, that you want to? Something like that. And then if companies are properly uh, doing it nowadays, like how they should be doing it, it should be the performance review is something that happens constantly. You always, uh, whenever you have your own twins, uh, whenever you have like monthly uh, catch-ups, all of that if, takes consideration in your performance review. So if you need to be promoted or if you want to raise, that doesn't need to happen only in January. That can happen anywhere else during the year because you're constantly yeah. doing this work. And that makes people more engaged and more interested in what's happening in the company and themselves. And then about the the company goals, personal goals, I see that kind of split into three ways. I think it's not so directly, it's two, it should be a three. So most importantly, 
that's your personal goals. Mm-hmm. What you need to improve? Have you improved what you aim to achieve? What did you say you would achieve? Did you do it? Did you not? Then it should be the team goals because part of your work is the team. So if you are an awesome guy that does everything, but your team is not able to achieve it, then there might be something that we need to talk about there. What is happening? Why what, what didn't your team also achieve as good as you? So that also have, should affect a little bit of your performance review, but not the main chunk. Maybe it's more affecting like the bonus, just as the company objectives. If your company objective is to grow 10%, but they, the company wasn't able to do that, maybe it was just 1%, so yeah, maybe that's we, we, the company can't give you a bonus because of that. Well, we weren't able to grow as much as we wanted, so that we can't give you the bonus we wanted to do. But your career can still progress. You will still have, you will still have a raise. You will still get promoted to that position you wanted to. So if each one of these components should be separate from each other uh, for the performance reviews. And like I said, it, it should be continuous, not just one time a year. True. So that's kind of like uh, how I see this. The performance review is a a formality for feedback. It is. Well, it should be the... You you still can do the performance review at the end of the fiscal year or the year or whatever, as long as you you have this kind of weekly or monthly uh, uh, review. It's not a surprise uh, for anyone what we're going to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. And it shouldn't be because if if you just come to the end of the year and you figure out that actually something that you did in the beginning of the year sucked and everyone was mad at you for the first three months or four months, come on, that's that's already a bad environment and bad culture that you have there. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. So if you're doing something bad, you should, you should, um, 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 your line manager should raise that with you immediately, not exp- not wait for the performance. The other thing is, uh, and and one of the, the the stuff that I did whilst working at CSE was that my 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 line manager, the first thing that he did that he asked me was because we only do performance reviews early. Every time you do something good, just put that as a note so that you can remember that and you can bring that to the conversation because you didn't have any visibility of your current work. So you could pretty much go to a meeting and say, "Hey, listen." This is what I did good, and they would get some feedback from other people in the team, from your peers, and they would just compare notes. So at the end of the day, it was in any any useful meeting with, in, in this case, with my director because he didn't have any visibility, and um, and and it wasn't good. So having this uh, conversation, regular conversations with. Um, with the team and uh, with the employee itself, it's really good and and it really facilitates the then the, the later the performance reviews. And I do think that the performance reviews should be um, a lot of um, should have a lot of engagement from the talent or from the the HR team because mm-hmm. uh, they need to support this. Otherwise, um, and I, I and to be honest with you, I haven't found any good tool so far to the performance reviews. Uh, in, in terms of, of 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 doing this in a mass scale, right? Because the outcome should should be something, right? Um, maybe a paper and and a pen uh, will help, right? And then just thumbs up or thumbs down uh, uh, should be good. But the, the, in terms of um, when you need to give people bonuses, right? You need to have some uh, uh, quantitative and qualitative um, um, items that you need to address. It's not just uh, well, he he was well behaved for the past year, so let's promote this this guy. It needs it needs to be some qualitative and and and, and quali- uh, qual- quantitative and qualitative um, criteria there. Right, good. 
Um, anything else from performance reviews? Nothing. That's well. One thing that I can I just have something else to add to it, so we can finish this, is something that helps your employees' uh, expectations regarding performance reviews and growth in the company. Ever list like on a wiki page somewhere where you say what is expected for every level um, in the company. So if you're like a junior, a medium, a senior, a manager level one, have a list of like, if you want to be a manager level one, this is a list of what is expected from you. Uh, for like from maybe three or four categories, from personal, from financial, from technology, uh, from team management. So different areas, what is expected in each one of those areas for that level, uh, being engineering, sales, whatever. That helps people understand where they want to go and what they need to improve to get there. Um, I know very few companies that have that list uh, done. And I've seen some very, like some Fortune 500 companies. I have friends of mine working for companies like that where they talk to HR like, okay, I want to grow to the next level. Where do I need to improve? What do I need to know to be that level? And HR just turning to them and asking, well, what do you think you should be doing? Because they don't have that, they don't know what those that what is expected from those levels, and that's not no. something really good. So, if you want to do these performance reviews, keep that in mind. Think about what you want in each of your employee levels, so people know exactly what's expected from them uh, at, at every step of the of the journey. Yeah, agree. Right. So um, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. Thirty-one. Uh, we got this I, at the end. I got this one right for episode <laughs> thirty-one of Startup Out of the Box, and um, uh, that's pretty much it. So um, thanks, guys, and uh, see you. Uh, see you soon. Whenever. See you soon. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>